0: Welcome to the second in our series of Beyond Brexit podcasts. Today, we are discussing immigration and the need for business to assess their resourcing requirements in light of the UK's future exit from the EU. I'm Gayna Bagley, PwC's Head of Corporate Purpose, and I also chair our EU Steering Committee. And I'm joined by Julia Onslow-Cole, PwC's Global Head of Immigration and a member of the Mayor of London's Brexit Expert Advisory Panel. So Julia, just remind us, what is the real impact of Brexit on immigration? Why is it such an important issue for for business? Well,
1: obviously, business realises that in quite a short space of time, their whole talent stream is going to change. So at the moment, business has an enormous access to um, EU migration. And obviously, they're not going to have such um, a strong access in the future. And therefore, they've got to look very closely at the
0: impact that this will have on their business and their supply chains. It really means they've got to kind of plan more carefully about where their supply of talent is going to come from, absolutely. because some avenues might be suddenly cut off without them yes, planning ahead. Absolutely. So are you seeing particular businesses impacted more than others?
1: Yes. So I mean, I think that the businesses that are really going to uh, face a very big impact are those that use low-skilled EU migrants. So for example, if you look at the construction industry, um, many of the uh, construction companies use as much as 40 to 70% low-skilled migration. Um, One client I was talking to the other day thought that in five years' time, there might be a skills deficit of about 230,000, which is equivalent to the the town of Luton. So, um, you know, they're very concerned. If you look at the retail sector, there's three million people employed in the UK in the retail sector. Um, initial prognosis is there's about 200,000 EU migrants, but in the actual distribution and warehousing behind that retail sector, and um, there are up to 70, 80, 90% low-skilled migrants in, in some of those uh, distribution
0: warehousing facilities. Um, also, the care sector is another sector. For example, yeah. Uh, so, so, given the size of that impact, are you seeing businesses already plan and start doing different things about sourcing talent? Well, obviously, this is a big
1: issue for business. And I think the first thing to do is that business must practically work out what the impact is going to be on their business and also on their supply chain. One of the things that we're doing at PwC is in uh, very shortly we're about to launch a report, which will be the first of its kind that looks at really new data that's never been looked at before to give a very good analysis of what's going to happen. Um, from a migration
0: perspective on London in particular. So when you say what's going to happen, you mean the kind of fiscal, you know, monetary impact of not having a source of talent? Well, what is actually the impact
1: of the migrant population, you know, historically what it has been yeah, and yeah. what it is now, So, uh, and therefore obviously if you change that, yeah. then you can draw some analysis from it. But the, the point of the research that we've done is really just to give some factual basis to the discussion, and this has been really absent, yeah. because it's very difficult for employers to actually know who these individuals are, because often companies don't actually track who's a British citizen and who's
0: an EU national. That's interesting. And is your study, presumably it covers immigration in general or is it just focusing on EU? Uh, it covers um, migration in general and it
1: also looks particularly at different sectors. So we're very excited about this and I think this will make a, a huge
0: contribution to the whole debate. Yes, that's fascinating actually. We'll look out for that. that so we maybe have a separate discussion on yes. that. So so it, it's, it's probably easy for us all to think about low skill. We probably see that in our day-to-day yes. working. What about is 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 it a bit simplistic just to say it's just a low skill problem yes
1: yes i mean i think that obviously the government we're working liaising with the government um and the government's very mindful of of you know the low skilled and i think that there are likely to be some categories some new immigration categories to cover sort of temporary workers that are on the low skilled side um the very high skilled i think that You know there is shouldn't be too much worry about what's going to happen with high skilled there's this sort of squeezed middle that i'm quite concerned about and uh, these are sort of butchers for example they're very talented people they're not low skilled but they're not necessarily high skilled in the definition that we have Um, a large number of butchers actually come from hungary Um, we also have uh, lift engineers um, a large number of lift engineers are actually um, migrants and then laboratory assistants. So there's a sort of whole middle group of people that are actually not low-skilled or high-skilled, and
0: you know, there's concern about you know, where they will fit into a new migration system. And so when you're seeing businesses be confronted with this problem, are they just focusing on the immigration solution? In other words, if I don't get them from Hungary, can I get them from Poland? Or yes. um, or are they thinking about, well, OK, if I need lift engineers, mm. how can I grow my own? Is that the yes. conversation
1: you're seeing happening? That's such a good point, Gainer. I mean, it's not just an immigration issue. So I mean, I think business has to look at immigration. It has to look at the impact on its business and consider what it's going to do from a migration point of view. But also, we have the new government Industrial strategy, and the minister um, Greg Clark is very keen for business to comment on that industrial strategy and say, what do you need, business, in in by way of skills training and education, and so business must actually think about these things. Of course, it's education and training, and um, you know upskilling and there's a a lot of contribution that they need to make as to what what needs to happen on those fronts. Yes, and
0: also that could be different from geographies as well as industry and as well as different types of skills.
1: Yes, and that's very an interesting point as well because I think that uh, people forget there is this big connection between London and the rest of the country. So I was really pleased to um, assist Sadiq Khan on his advisory Brexit group. And you forget, for example, on financial services that uh, 230,000 jobs in the greater London area and city are financial services. But there's one million outside of London that are dependent on those jobs. Mm -hmm. So in Edinburgh and Bournemouth. So it's very important that, you know, we make sure that we have the right solution for
0: London and that we have the right solution for the whole of the country. absolutely right, absolutely right. So what would you suggest that businesses do? I mean, we've talked about look at their workforce and we've talked about identify where they, comments that they should be raising to government, anything else they should start to do? Yes,
1: I think there's two other things really. The first is that it's very clear now that we're not going to get an early reciprocal agreement on EEA nationals, therefore there is a lot of concern about EEA nationals And um, you yourself have spearheaded some real good support in PwC for EA Nationals. We've set up this helpline for them. And I think we've seen across the board our clients are actually rallying around helping existing EA Nationals register and make applications to register their, their EU rights. Um, and that's a, that's a really good thing, to, to give some comfort to people to know that they're here and they're exercising such rights. Mm-hmm. And about a third of these applications are actually being refused at the moment. So I think it's very important to support your employees and make sure that they are aware of how they can register and, and if the applications are not successful, you know, why that is.
0: Yes. And, and that tends to be, doesn't it, sort of administration, that, that there yes. are some, some, some details that need to be in place and, yes. it, and let's make sure that those get done well in advance.
1: Absolutely. And then another thing I think is very important is that, as well as the other things that we've discussed, it's very important that business considers what do I want as a business out of a trade agreement with a third country. So, for example, um, we are seeing you know, different things happening in the US. There has been this executive order. There may be an executive order Um, relating to H-1B visas. So when we make a trade agreement in the future with the US, would business like to see some concessions for um, our citizens going into the US under H-1Bs? What are Um, H-1Bs? H-1Bs are um, a sort of common visa type in the
0: US. These are working visas opposed to tourism. Yes, Yes. yes.
1: it's a a common type of visa that that a lot of our companies are using in the US. Um, so we could just basically say, well, we'll give you a concession under that kind of visa regime, and in exchange, you know, they could have a concession under our UK visa regime. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's perhaps a bit further down the track, yes. but it's something that businesses, global businesses,
0: should be thinking yes. about. So, so think broadly, think about other flows of people, Absolutely. not just that the immediate problem, which appears is the European Union yes. ones. Yes, that's good. So that's really clear. So there seem to be some clear things about understanding your workforce, start think about long-term talent planning, really help your current EU nationals, yes. and if it's relevant, help them apply. Um, and really think about wh- what are your asks of government based on your industry, Absolutely. your place and your skill level. So thank you, Julia, for your insights. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll continue to discuss these issues in more detail over the coming weeks. For more insights from PwC on Brexit, please visit pwc.co.uk forward slash Brexit.